Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm Joel here with my dad. And I'm Rick. What do you want to talk about today, Joel? I was thinking about something and it seems so unloving, but here it is. <laughs> is ignorance a valid excuse in today's world? Just not having access. We, we have more access in the palm of our hand. And there's a verse in Hosea, we always quote it, my people perish, Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed or perish for lack of knowledge. And I think our problem is too much knowledge today. Huh. So anyways, I was just thinking about that the other day. You know, somebody was like, well, I didn't know that. I'm like, how did you not know, know that? I mean, and again, yeah. this is the curse of knowledge. Once you have it, you forget what it's like to not know it. Like yeah. there's so much to know, but once you know something, you forget what it's like to not know something. So maybe, I mean, that's again, maybe it sounds harsh or arrogant to say like, but there's certain things you just go, how do people not know that? And it's mm -hmm. like certain people are in just, yeah, well, I don't understand it. Well, I might agree with you on the knowledge thing. I know your mom and I've kind of joked driving down the road now, well, some weird question will come out of her mind. And I said, well, there's no reason for ignorance, you know, hey, Siri, you know, and you ask weird ever question and. She comes up with some kind of answer, you know. Yeah. This is what I found on the web. My eight-year-old's so, already figured that out. Dad, uh, yeah. look up, look up. And I'm like, at least there's certain stuff you can't Google. Yeah, like, I don't know. I haven't found anything yet. Yeah. Should we go to SeaWorld, Dad? <laughs> yes. Google it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, but but I don't think the biggest problem, though, is, yeah, I agree. There's knowledge galore out there, you know. I mean, there, there's an over uh, overabundance of, of knowledge. But I think what you're talking about is the problem is a lack of wisdom and knowledge doesn't necessarily lead to wisdom, you know, and we've talked about this before. Well, I mean, I've talked about that, but I'm, I'm, I'm actually talking about knowledge of some basic stuff, like st how stuff works. Well, that's more wisdom. Yeah, that's true. That's more wisdom. How life works. How does life work? For example, you know, for example, um, you know, the word wisdom basically means like being skilled at living. Yeah. So you're, you're good at living. So I may know something about an apple or I may know something. I may have facts, but if I don't know how those facts apply, and that's what I see is what gets people in so much trouble. They don't understand people. They don't understand uh, circumstances. You know, I could be an expert. I could read every book on how to ride a bike. Mm -hmm. and I, so I know how to, or tie a shoe. I know how to tie a shoe because I've read the book on it. I've never done it. I don't really see how it all fits together. That reminds me of something, Emily, she met this flight attendant the other day and it's a flight attendant for like same amount of time as her, 10 years. He left the country for the first time ever in his life. She's like, how, so like, how are you a flight attendant? And he was dogging on the US and he's like, British uh, people, there's so much more this and this. And she's like, you were in Britain for a grand total of 18 hours. How do you know what British people think? Well, I went yeah. and I saw what I wanted to see. Yeah, And I mean, in that so much of it though, we see what we want to see. I think that's the function with knowledge too, is we latch on to what we want to see Yeah, and we don't. Well, he, you could say he had some knowledge of. I mean, it's better than somebody that has, I've, I've heard people say, well, I know all about Sweden. I watched a documentary on it. Yeah. You don't know crap. But he really doesn't know much. <laughs> yeah, no like, experience with yeah. it, you know. It's, yeah, yeah, a little bit of knowledge. You know, I, I think, and I, I think a part of the problem with that is, you know, the wisdom of how do you deal with people. So much of wisdom of course, we have the scriptures, right? But biblical knowledge is typically counterintuitive to what you're going to pick up just from listening to other people. It's counterintuitive to what you're going to pick up from listening to the news. 
biblical knowledge, for example, you know, if you want to be great, be a servant. Right. So if it's a, you, that kingdom upside down. They yeah. Talk about. If you want to receive, you give. If you want to, uh, if you want to be happy, don't be trying to be, don't chase after happiness. Go and serve other people, make other people happy. And you're going to find fulfillment in that. And all those are things that you're not just going to naturally come to that conclusion. Right, which is why AI is never going to save the world. Just because you have more knowledge doesn't mean, and it's, depends it's, on who programmed the knowledge. Yeah, it really should be called artificial knowledge, not artificial intelligence. Man, that's a good point. Because yeah. wisdom has to do with, in, well, even intelligence is different from wisdom. Wisdom is really knowing how to take that intelligence and knowledge and apply it into life and make things work in life for you. So, wow, that's a good point. I think but, a problem too, you know, another thing is I think this is a deal you see in church. Yeah. We have a lot of teaching of knowledge, but very little, few times do people really talk about here are the principles you learn in the scripture. Right. Which is essentially how to apply what you've learned yeah. and leverage it. Leverage it is really what it is. Leverage the way that the world works. Yeah. To where you get in line with what that's, I mean, that's a lot of it. It's like if you, if you, up, yeah. gravity, we know gravity will hold you, will hold you down, right? But there's also a way to beat gravity for a little while using aerodynamics in a yeah. plane or something. And it's really, it's not contrary to gravity. Gravity is still involved, but it's a matter of learning how to um, use principles that override yeah. other principles. And so, but that's what you see in church too, even in church a lot of times. Uh, okay, I'm gonna step on some toes here, you know, because I know folks who say, I love expository preaching. You know, okay, well, nothing wrong with expository preaching, but uh, define that for uh, expository preaching is like where you you talk about what the original readers of the Bible would have understood when they read that because you were an original reader. Well, yeah, you try and best to yeah, is that, it out. that's yeah. how you know what yeah. did the writer mean to the original, <laughs> and that's all good, and that's all, but it's knowledge based. It still doesn't teach you how to live, and for you know, I just think of like for example. Um, okay, so I know about uh, I know about Abraham, and I know he offered Isaac, and I know the theological implications of that. It was a picture of Jesus, you know, coming that. But but the principle of that is, if you want success in life, you lay down the things that God has given to you, and you keep them in His possession, not your own possession. Right, I and mean, it's archetype again, archetypal structures. Which I know some people say the Bible whole thing is an archetypal structure. I don't agree with that. Uh, no, but I mean, it's that idea. It's like these big concepts that shape everything. Like, yeah, principles. Jesus said that. Well, I mean, we just don't. We talk a lot about that here. You know, principles, the principles of life. Yeah, because. You don't naturally know how to distill those principles when you just read the book because, you know, in, in school, um, you read the book and you try and figure out what, what happened and who was the main character and all that stuff. So you read the Bible, you do the same thing. Well, Moses was the main character and he went and he delivered the people. Well, what is, how does that apply to my life? What's the principles I can distill from that? Right. You, Which you, you learn to distill those down to say, oh, so this is the principle of the fact that he obeyed God and things didn't work out right the first time. Uh, and, and in fact, things got worse from the start. And if you learn those principles that oftentimes, because if you're just reading the story, you go, oh, that's a cool story, but what's that got to do with me? That's why Andy Stanley, he wrote that book called Communicating for Change. He like basically lays out, he's like, what are we communicating for? Is it to show knowledge? Is it to transfer yeah. knowledge? Or is it to cause people to change their life? And that's where he says, oftentimes we come at our communication in the from the wrong angle. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 
because it's not just a matter of knowledge because yeah knowledge is out there there's a there's a overabundance whereas a tsunami of knowledge yeah you can drown in all the knowledge but how do you apply it okay so let's just talk about well but that goes back to it that's what gets us frustrated is people not knowing how stuff works yeah i used to i used to um we used to laugh at the airport because we, we was it was fascinating to us how Really, we knew they were intelligent, effective people. Yeah. As soon as they came in the airport doors, they became like stupid. And like we would, what we would, we we joked that the sliding doors sucked their brains out because <laughs> they'd come in and they'd be like, "Where do I go?" And you're like, "Well, where are you going?" To the gates, and you'd like literally be standing in front of a sign yeah. that says "Gates This Way." Yeah. Uh, I had a guy one time. He came in. I was I was down in the baggage claim area, and there's a huge arrival thing right behind me, and it says "Flight from Dallas." arriving now and uh this guy came he's like where's the flight from dallas i'm like it's arriving now he's like but what does that mean i'm like uh i'm not sure what else to tell you bro like (laughs) yeah it's arriving now some of it's overwhelmed it's not you know it doesn't suck their brains out they don't become stupid they just become overwhelmed sometimes which which again goes back to that knowledge thing i think that that may be the problem it's it's not that we have we don't have enough knowledge it's like we have too much knowledge i mean was it uh Oh, uh, Postman in that book, uh, Amusing Ourselves to Death, he compares Aldous Huxley and he com- with, um, with uh, that 1984 guy, George Orwell. Uh-huh. And he says, we were all worried about 84, 1984, about like someone oppressing us from the outside, which there's elements of that. Yeah. But Aldous Huxley basically says that we're going to basically become so pleasure-driven that we basically have so, and we have so much given to us that truth just kind of gets lost in all the noise and it doesn't really matter. It's just like, ah, eh, that's just another piece of, stuff information yeah uh-huh. it's and which i mean i get i get that knowledge information like we have so much of that but it's and again i guess that's what gets us frustrated about people like the guy at the airport is, is that's that's like you know do you know how to in a new environment navigate and wisdom teaches you how to navigate any environment because principles are so flexible yeah, they're, yeah. they're flexible you, if you give it will be given unto you well, how much do I need to give? Well, I don't know, but if you give, it'll be given unto you. I guess you get to decide. You know, yeah. Jesus said that. Basically, you get to decide how much is going to be given to and you. Well, the same measure you give out, it'll be given back to you. So you decide. Yeah. So, so maybe that's the issue. Is it's not? I heard a I heard a kind of a controversial guy the other day say that we already have more knowledge than Jesus. What we don't have is wisdom. And I thought, wait, uh, wait, uh, but I thought about that. I mean, yeah. if Jesus truly did humble himself and become a man, and submitted himself to the limits of what man knew at the time which we assume he did which yeah. we assume he did i mean he could have tapped into whatever he needed to know sure. but there's even certain stuff he said i don't know i don't know this time or the date like right i just of the return yeah. yeah so it's the idea that knowledge doesn't transform which is again example of our world we think knowledge trans- if we can just educate people out of their violence uh, or yeah. educate people out of give them more knowledge but we don't there's Paul no. says knowledge puffs up. It just makes you, it, it actually can make you worse because you be, then become proud. I mean, puffs up is what Paul says, but he says it makes you proud. Yeah. And you become just a, a demonic knowledge person. Like yeah. you've just, you're still as with twice the sons of hell. <laughs> That's what yeah. Jesus accused the Pharisees of being. Yeah. He's like, you got all the knowledge, but you're like, tw- you just, you go out and make converts and you turn them into twice the sons of hell that yeah. y'all are. I'm like, whoa. In fact, in fact, you think about it, it was their knowledge that kept him from recognizing Jesus mm. as the Messiah. Well, we know that the Messiah is supposed to be born in Bethlehem and he's from Nazareth. And so therefore it can't be him. But they didn't know who he was born in Bethlehem. 
Right, which is what they didn't. Yeah, I mean that's always it. So even with knowledge, there's that lack of knowledge that you don't you don't know what you don't know. Well, and that's the danger with the more knowledge you get, you would in theory think the more you realize you don't know. But I see a lot of yeah. people that they would rather like camp out on the knowledge they know don't, they know than be exposed to new knowledge. Well, that's because you don't. You know, that's because you're comfortable not knowing what you don't know. Because if I, Sometimes, you may, you may rattle my whole brain. If I, if, if I have to admit that what you understand might have some truth to it, then all of a sudden my truth becomes shaky. Yeah. Not, not true truth, but you know what I'm, I think. You I hate what I'm that. Saying. No, I hate that when people like when, when life conflicts with my theology. I'm exactly. Like, yeah. Shoot. Like, I, you know, well, surely they're wrong, which is, I mean, that's, that's ideologies. It's like, well, no, this is the way we're going to see the world. Cause I have this much knowledge and it's like a, yeah. I compare it to a toilet paper roll. You're like this toilet paper roll. I know everything within this toilet paper roll, but you're missing everything outside of that. But you don't understand. I've actually been to England. I actually met a British person. <laughs> yeah. But the scary thing is the more, I don't know. Part of me wishes I had, I didn't know stuff. I know it's a lot easier to just ignore stuff but if you really open your mind up to stuff and again i know there's stuff i don't even want to open my mind to some the other day jonathan was telling me about something new i'm like i don't have space in my brain <laughs> yeah to consider the implications of that right now yeah. so it's you, you want to almost you want to just narrow your focus and just kind of live your life trot plot ahead and but yeah but then you you risk missing something jordan peterson says that he's like it's it's what you don't know that can kill you yeah well and the other thing is you, it's not long before you're totally left behind. Mm. And I'm not talking about the series on Jesus coming back. <laughs> <laughs> With Kirk Cameron. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about the fact that, you know, because I remember when computers first started being the thing and one was on every desk. You know, I remember people saying, oh, I'm going to go learn to use a computer. I'm thinking, Dog, what is wrong with you? Don't you realize you're going to become irrelevant very quickly if you don't? And I know you got, it's a frustrating and I know yeah. that they don't always work right. But you, the phone Okay, a new iOS system's out. Well, I like my old system. Well, okay, that's nice, and I did too. But um, if you're going to become you're going to become irrelevant if you don't just struggle through it and take a little time to read it and figure out how to use that new phone system. Yeah. So let's talk about that real quick because as you get older and knowledge just continues to proliferate. I mean, there's some oh yeah, there's some actual formula about what rate knowledge is increasing at. I remember <laughs> read a, read a book about it. Thomas Friedman a while back or something. Anyway, but as you get older, it's it's easier to just kind of go, I can't settle in. I don't you know. need this. Yeah. I don't need this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your take on that? Because you actually, I've seen you actually kind of embrace, um, you don't, you're not an early adopter necessarily, but well, you're like, I, I'll explore that. I used to be, and I got burned too many times. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm going to wait a while. I'm going to go to the second or third generation. Did you buy a Yugo back in the 80s? No, no, I did not. But I did buy a <laughs> Mazda rotary engine back in the whatever's the 70s or oh, something. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I mean, it was going to be the future because it was, uh, it was, it was uh, not more efficient. Well, it was, it was more efficient, burn gas more efficient, but then all of a sudden the ecology became and it put out more pollutants. So, you know, so it's like whatever the next thing is, you know, it was more efficient, which was great during the gas uh, crisis. But anyway, so I decided I'm going to wait till two or three generations (laughs) down the road before I go investing a bunch of money in something. But I just realized that, okay, you, if you want to be relevant, you know, if you're happy to just sit and watch TV and not have, not know what's going on in the world. I wish I was. They tell you. I wish I was. But if you want to be relevant and have an influence in the world around you and really understand what's going on in the world around you, you got to keep up as much as I hate it. 
because two or three generations later, it may be too late for you to keep up. Yeah, that's a tricky one too, because Nassim Taleb, he basically says, don't read anything that's less than 100 years old and don't drink anything that's less than 5,000 years old. <laughs> so he's- Not meaning you need wine that's been aged 5,000 no, years. No, he's just he's saying is, like if water. it's been around for 5,000 years, you can drink <laughs> it's it. It's probably right? safe to and drink. And he's like, and if the news has been around 100 for, for 100 years, you can trust it. Yeah. Uh, and so he's like, basically anything you read in the current news these days, there's- it's changing so much, it doesn't really... Yeah, it's like sand. You don't build on it. But it's good to know it's there. Yeah, that's it's good. You know, I mean, I mean, it's kind of good to know. But again, again, it's sort of to be, in, be relevant to the conversation. It can be very stressful, though, to try and keep up with that much knowledge. Oh, yeah. Well, and you're not going to be able to keep up with everything. And that's why I say I'm not an early adopter. Used to be. But let's wait till the second or third round, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I don't have the coolest Twitter handle because when that first came out, I thought... This thing ain't going anywhere. Uh, Jonathan you know? got me in on early on that one. Well, he, he yeah. tried to get me too, and I'm going. What, what was it? Twenty eight letters or something? I'm thinking. This, yeah, this isn't going anywhere. Well, now, yeah. Well, anyway, now it's probably. <laughs> so the bottom line is, it's the issue isn't in our world isn't. It's I mean, not it's, a but, lack it's, of but knowledge. it's always been. It's always been this. Really, it's really. It's not what the knowledge that's that we're missing. It's the yeah. application, the skillful living, which is the wisdom of understanding the principles, kind of of how God works. Which I mean, you could call that knowledge, but it's not. It's taking knowledge and using how, how to know how to use the knowledge for success in life. Thanks for listening. Please consider sharing this with your friends on the platform of your choice. For more from Joel Malm, visit joelmalm.com. For more from Rick Malm, visit rickmalm.com. Our podcast music was produced by Alex Burleson. <laughs>